0: I know I said it on the conclusion of our lesson today, but thanks. thank you for coming to the class. Thank you for coming and listening to me. Thank you for those who have been here every Sunday. Appreciate your faithfulness, even though uh, may not say it, say it you're noticed. Right. So thank you for being here. Thank you for church, Pastor Tim, Pastor Luke. Let me come and teach the class. Had a great summer. Tonight we'll give a report on what's taken place the last two months. Uh, so come back tonight if you possibly can. And then, before I forget, <clears throat> I said I we were going to bring tracks. So uh, today we'll be talking about witnessing to those closest to us. So got a stack of tracks back there. Everybody, at least take one. And our our uh, assignment this week is to give somebody a track and maybe start with your family member or neighbors we're going to be talking about today in our last lesson, which is hard to believe this is our last lesson. Lesson number eight. We're talking about eight biblical ways to win souls to Jesus, and we've looked at so many of those, won't be redundant, review them all, but we've talked about looking at the Bible where somebody got saved by hearing uh what we've presented from jesus all the way to apostle paul's we ended last week his great method and his great uh motivation today lesson number eight how you win souls to jesus by putting into practice what we preached (laughs) practice what we preach uh that's one of the difficult things about being a christian is (laughs) practicing what we preach (laughs) that's one of the uh, difficult things about being a preacher is practicing what you preach so today we're going to talk about practicing what we've preached for these eight years what we've many of us have heard for for many 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 years okay in the way of introduction in our series we've been teaching and in this last lesson I wish to share from my personal experiences what I call to go-to scriptures, to witness to specific people, scriptures that that I go to, scriptures that I use. doesn't mean that, that that's the perfect way to do it, but at least I'll share from my own personal experience. And thank the Lord that uh, uh, almost every time I go, I see these things work. So if they work, I'm going to keep doing them if they work, I'm going to share them with other people so they may reach them. So go to scriptures to help win those to whom we have opportunity to reach. And another way to say it is go to scriptures to reach those we go to. So you might want to remember that little phrase. So these are go to scriptures. Um, talking to Linda this morning, each she said give you her love, appreciation, and uh uh, I was going to read a text that she texts me uh, in the middle of the night. Every night I text her. She's in bed. It's about 3 o'clock in the morning when I text her. So I text her about midnight every night our time. And I tell her the result of the souls that got saved. <laughs> and uh, so she, her highlight is she wakes up the other night. My phone was still on. It was 1 o'clock in the morning. She texted me back, said, praise God. I text her and said, what in the world are you doing up (laughs) at at 3 o'clock in the morning? But anyway, she sent a great encouraging text. And so that's one of the reasons I text her. She's my cheerleader. And uh, she said, praise the Lord for uh, you being in the right place. I was telling about the lady I led the Lord last night. Praise the Lord for you being in the right place at the right time. Uh, you're a, you're my evangelist. You're my fisherman. So <clears throat> thank thank God that uh, that I can say at least uh, she's she knows that what I'm telling you today works. So trust that uh, it'll be a blessing to us today. Okay. So this morning, number one, I'm going to give my greatest soul-winning tip. <laughs> Not perhaps the greatest soul winning, but my greatest soul winning tip, and that is start where we should before we go where we could. (laughs) Start where we should. And uh, I don't want to put a guilt trip on us today, but as I said somewhere recently, if something I say would help somebody win somebody to the Lord, then thank the Lord I said it. And if guilt, if guilt causes me to win somebody to the Lord, thank God I have guilt. If you, if somebody preached a sermon and put me on a guilt trip to go witness somebody, thank God for that guilt trip. That's another lesson. We, modern day preaching in Christianity says we aren't supposed to have guilt, but uh, uh, guilt is good. Guilt reminds us why Jesus died on the cross. <laughs> Guilt reminds us that we're responsible for nailing Jesus to the cross. But unlike an unsaved person, our guilt doesn't weigh us down. Because Jesus took our sin, and that's why I can sleep at night. If it wasn't for that, my guilt would keep me awake. But it doesn't. It just reminds me that, thank God, Jesus died for my sin. So anyway, trust that some of these things will help us to not be guilty, but be motivated. Start where we should. The point I was going to make is, when we, each of us stand before the Lord, including our church, when we give an account, as we've talked about in another lesson, uh, I won't be responsible for witnessing somebody that I couldn't talk to. I'll just be responsible for witnessing to those who I could talk to. And we use that in Apostle Paul's strategy. He talked to people whom he could talk to. If they would listen to him, he talked. And today we're going to talk about witnessing the different people groups. But uh, a wise person doesn't waste time talking to people that won't listen. A wise person doesn't, you know, we witness, we don't spend two hours debating with somebody. (laughs) Because in those two hours, you could probably win five people to the Lord. So a wise person understands that, you know, we talk to people whom we can talk to, we talk to people who who listen to us, and we talk to people that are that are the closest to us, so that's what we're talking about today. And so the Bible, the Word of God we'll see today, tells us where to start. Jesus told us where to start, and that's, that's what we're going to focus on today. I put a little Mike Robinette saying here, it's not original, but. Some will cross the ocean, but not cross the street. <laughs> Shame on anybody who would go across the ocean to be a missionary and not go across the street to win their neighbors to the Lord. So uh, if we're going a mission, thank God for mission trips. But before, those of you who are going on the Philippine mission trip, sorry for getting preachy today. <laughs> Don't go to the Philippines until you witness to your neighbor. (laughs) Don't get on that plane if you haven't told your neighbor about Jesus. Enough said about that. (laughs) But thank God we can do both. Uh, Oftentimes I run into people, say, why do you go to India? America needs missionaries. And thank God I can say, how about do (laughs) both? How about do both? And. Not only do I go to India, but thank God when I'm not in India, somebody's going to hear about the gospel. We do both. Uh, but, but it would be ridiculous to go to India and not do it in America. So uh, let's don't go across the ocean until we go up across the street. Let's see, we start with our family. Start with our family. If we would to say, Jesus, where should I start witnessing? He would say, start with your family. All of us, unless we've been Christians for for a time, I have people in my family, I've witnessed everyone in my family and uh, prayed the sinner's prayer with many of my family members. Some of them I still question whether they got it or not. <laughs> but uh, all of us have family members, uh, at least many of us have family members who don't know the Lord. So we start with our families. That's... That's where we'll give an account. And there's that principle. It's not necessarily a so winning verse, but the principle in 1 Timothy 5:8. The Bible says if we don't care for our family, if we don't take care of our family, we're worse than an infidel. So if we've got lost family members and we don't witness to them, uh, certainly that's worse than not taking care of them, not worse than meeting their financial needs. Not, it's worse than not making sure that they're fed or clothed. Is making sure they know the, know the gospel. Uh, Linda was telling me the story this morning. She was, went to church, and somebody gave a testimony that they were visiting their mom and uh, wasn't sure their mom was saved. And uh, as they were talking, uh, Linda's conclusion was, why didn't you tell her how to get saved? Why didn't you tell the gospel to her? Why didn't you witness to her? And I know sometimes family members are the hardest persons to witness to, but we don't want to stand before the Lord and have a family member not in heaven and never have told them about the gospel. Could you imagine anything worse than that for those of us that are Christians? And uh, I certainly can't say I'm free from the blood of all my family members, but uh, uh, Lord help me to do what I can, so that I can tell them about Jesus, we don't want to stand before the Lord and our family members, many of them will not be there, but we want to do our part, so then we have these great examples, example of Jesus, John 1 11, Jesus came to his own, the Bible says, and like most family members, (laughs) he came to his own, his own received him not, but he came to his Jewish brethren, he came to those that, Matter of fact, that's that's who he went to preach to first, was the Jewish, his his family as it were. And so Jesus made made that application to us in that example that go to our families. And then we have the example of Andrew, John 1 41. He first findeth his brother. Thank God for Andrew. Uh, because Andrew brought Peter to Jesus. So thank God for this brother. Those of us who've been in church for any amount of time, we used to have Operation Andrew programs. <clears throat> Remember those? Yeah, and especially here at the home church. Operation Andrew, go tell your brother, go tell your family members. Thank, thank the Lord for Andrew. Example of the man of Gadara, the maniac of Gadara, would call it. He got saved, and uh, Jesus said, go first to your house. Go home, tell your family members and your friends, What great things the Lord has done for you. So start with our families. If we've got lost family members, go tell them about about Jesus. If you you need a little bit of extra courage, say, Pastor Mike told me to come and talk to you. (laughs) Here's a track that Pastor Mike wrote. Take this. And so anybody in this room who has, yes, (laughs) anybody has unsaved family members, let's Pray, Lord, give me a burden for them. Give me an opportunity to witness to them. Help me share the gospel. Help me begin where I should begin. Help me to go where I should go before I go where I could go. We could go down the street. We could go across the street. We could go to India. But let's go to our family members first. Follow these great examples. Second bullet. We go to our own family. And Jesus tells us to go to our own neighbors, our own neighbors, witness to our own neighbors. I said this Tuesday night at the college and career class. I feel sorry for the college and career class because everything I say is almost redundant to what I tell them on Tuesday nights. But they're a little slow. They need to hear it twice anyway. go to our neighbors. But I told them Tuesday night, I said, when I go preach at different churches, I say, uh, there's one place I know I can go where they don't, they may be saved, but I know where I can go to invite somebody to the church I'm preaching at that doesn't go to that church. That's the house next door. (laughs) Every church, the person who doesn't go to the church is the people who live next door. I don't know why that is, but that's just that's just the case. So it <clears throat> would be good for us to start next door uh, on our, our own street. So <clears throat> people will drive 10 miles to keep from going to church next door. As we used to say at Central Baptist, where Pastor Tim and I used to work, Dr. Batum used to say, the uh, difference makes the distance. <laughs> Sometimes we need to drive farther, but <clears throat> it's still true. But most of us have neighbors who don't know Jesus. Most of us have neighbors that we've never talked to. And of course, I'm, a, I'm not naive. I've lived in California much of my life. And one of the, one of the uh, almost unwritten rules of Cal- in California is don't bother me. I'm your neighbor. <laughs> in Ohio... We don't have fences because the tornadoes come down and blow everybody's fence down. But in California, even if you don't have a fence, the unwritten rule is, don't bother me. I don't want I don't want to be bothered. And sadly, many of us, maybe I'm talking to the wrong group, but many of us don't even know our neighbors, <laughs> our neighbors who just distance themselves but we as christians we can't let their attitudes uh, uh, affect our care for them we still have to care for them we still have to go with them still have to uh, talk to them and uh, for the sake of tooting my own horn at least i can say that all of our neighbors within at least two miles that way or that way on our road have gotten the gospel, gotten the track, and many, have, many of them have prayed and received Jesus as their Savior. So again, we can, we can do both. We can go to our neighbors. And then I'll give you a little bit of tips on how to do that in just a second. But again, we have the admonition from Jesus, Matthew 19, 19. Jesus said, honor your father, mother, honor your, honor your family, and love your neighbors as yourself. So, uh, if we love our neighbors, we want them to go to heaven. If we love our neighbors, we want to tell them about Jesus. We don't want to just be nice neighbors, clean neighbors, <coughs> quiet neighbors. Every time I go to I say, thank God they aren't my neighbor. <laughs> I was out last night, and all the music playing, and uh, <coughs> uh, so I won't go there. I might offend somebody, but anyway... Thank God some people aren't your neighbors, right? Amen. <laughs> so, we have an admonition for Jesus <clears throat> love your neighbors. Mark chapter 12. Jesus said the first commandment, the great commandment, is love the Lord thy God, thy heart, mind, and strength. The second commandment is likened to that love our neighbor as ourselves. So, it's <clears throat> connected with loving God, is loving our neighbors, wanting our Neighbors to go to heaven, wanting our neighbors to be in heaven, wanting our neighbors to hear about Jesus. And then we have the instruction from the apostles. Galatians 5, 14. Paul reminds us that loving our neighbors is keeping the law. The fulfillment of it all is loving our neighbors. And James reminds us to love our neighbors. Uh, So they were quoting Jesus. Love your neighbor, reach your neighbor. And James is the one who said, Don't uh be a respecter of persons. Don't don't uh, uh choose who we're going to befriend, and don't choose who we're going to witness to. Witness to witness to those anyone that we can, especially our neighbors, the apostles would tell us. And then we have the conviction from the Good Samaritan, as Jesus told that story. And as Pastor Tim pointed out a few weeks ago, the good Samaritan would be Jesus. He's the good shepherd. He's also the good Samaritan. But Jesus gave the story, talking to a man who said, who is my neighbor? Then Jesus gave the parable or the story, whichever the case it may be. And he said, uh, the Pharisee went on the other side, the Levite crossed on the other side, but the Samaritan whom you think is uh, below you the Samaritan, whom you think is a low caste, he's the one that helped the man. And he had mercy on him, Jesus said. And then Jesus said, who, who do you think was the neighbor? The one who had mercy on him. The real way to have mercy on somebody is to have mercy for their soul. I talked about that last week. God doesn't want us just to have sympathy, God wants us to. Do something. If we have compassion, tell them about Jesus. And that's one of the great ways to get us out of our intimidation to witness to people. Have a compassion on them. Uh, I don't want to see anybody go to hell. I don't want my neighbors to go to hell. Help me to help me have a burden, Lord, for these, for these people. So here's some uh, tips for winning our neighbors, for trying to reach our neighbors. And the first one I have a little bit of an advantage of advantage uh, because I can do this. But anyway, invite them to church or to church functions. If you have a neighbor whom you haven't invited to church yet, that's the first step. Anybody can do that. You don't have to go over there and and preach to them if that's way out of your comfort zone, but we can invite them to church. And thank God we have a good church to, to go to. And the truth of the matter is, uh, I visit some churches and maybe even preach in some churches where I wouldn't feel comfortable inviting someone to come there. Uh, uh, Because I'm thinking, I don't know if I want this person to go to this church or not. But thank God we have a church where we can invite people to come, where we know that they're going to come and hear the Word of God. We know they're going to come and be... Come and be fed. So that's such a great open door to have a church where we can invite people to come. And another good thing about the home church is uh, our dramas. Every time we have a drama, that's just a tool. That's an invitation. Remember I said last week, the the ministry is so winning. Everything else is for that. So dramas aren't for dramas. (laughs) We don't have dramas to entertain us. It's not to entertain home church members. It's so that we can get people under the gospel. That's what that's what it's all about. Anything that we do, we don't have freedom fest so we can watch fireworks. We have freedom fest so we can get a crowd together and they can hear the gospel. That's that's the has to be the focus of the church. And as long as the home church keeps that our focus, God's going to bless us. So uh, it's so easy to say to someone, come to church, come to our Christmas drama, come to our Easter drama. But that isn't where we stop. We use that for an open door. And one of the ways I do it, uh, especially in, in our own neighborhood, I get opportunity. I, ha- I could have more opportunities if I wanted to, but I have opportunities to preach in churches and just about every city around us and every town around us and I go door knocking <clears throat> every time I have an opportunity to preach in a local church I make up my own flyer I start going down my road and saying I'm I'm preaching at this church would you come and, and I realize that they aren't going to come probably but that gives me an open door to get my tract out to talk to them and share the gospel so I use the church invitation as a tool and uh, I, I know that I know from a fact just from listening, keeping my ears open. I know there's people in this room who you've had neighbors come to church because you invited them to one of our, one of our dramas. And uh, so that's, that's the starting place. No excuse for any home church member not to invite their neighbors to church. We've got too much going on not to invite our neighbors to church. So begin there. And then give them the question drive. So i put some back there so we can take their neighbors. And I won't, uh, this probably will make you feel guilty. But has your neighbor gotten one of these? (laughs) Has your neighbor gotten one of these? How about three doors down from you, five doors down from you? Have they gotten a track, uh, left a track? Have you left them a track? So give them the the track. And. Uh, as I've said before if if you're if you're uh not too brave, just give him the track and run. you can do that <laughs> just put it on the door and walk away real fast. at <laughs> least begin there so you, so you might say I was scared to death to talk to my neighbor, but I left him a track. <laughs> the Lord helped him to read that track and uh, uh, uh cause the Lord to read that track we can. So start there, get in the track, and then then from there, try to get the track to open. Uh, a few weeks ago, I, I was teaching. I'm not uh, criticizing whoever said this. Uh, thank God that they had. Tra- I was teaching, and someone said, uh, Do you have a track you could recommend? <laughs> I just happen to have a track I can recommend. <laughs> But they had some great tracks with them, chick tracks. I love chick tracks. Uh, There's all kinds of good gospel. You don't have to use this one, but uh, it works for me because I can say, "This is my testimony." So, open the track, share the gospel with them, and uh, then show concern for their soul. And, you know, this this really gets us out of our comfort zone. But uh, you know, some neighbors we need to go to, especially your hard neighbors. <laughs> Need to go to and say, John, you know, I've been your neighbor for 10 years (laughs) and uh, uh, I've never told you this, but uh, I just want you to know that I love you and I'm concerned. I don't know if you've ever uh, made sure you're going to heaven or not, but I'm a Christian. Uh, I have Jesus in my heart and I want to know if you have Jesus in your heart. Again, it takes a little bit of a boldness to do that, but we'll be glad we did that. That's for sure. That's how we can witness and and win our neighbors to the Lord. Show concern. All of us know the care principle. Last night I was reminding. Night before last, we we're I reminding those who went with me. We had great soul winning this week. Uh, don't forget to kiss the person you're soul winning To keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it simple, uh, and don't forget the care principle. No one cares how much we know till they know how much we care. And I tell you, if you show a neighbor you care, that that will break down barriers right there. The meanest person, if we show them that we care, uh, it will melt them. And uh, so it, this will work any application, obviously. So and then draw the net, draw the net. Uh, I went to John. I invited him to church. I gave him a try. I said, John, I'm. Con- but you know? I'm just concerned that I don't know them for sure. But ask if you know for sure you go to heaven. And John says, Well, I'm not sure. Or he says, Get out of here. I Don't want to talk about that. One or the other. But if he says I'm not sure, or if he opens the door, I say, Can I show you how? and <clears throat> I showed John how. And say, John, thanks for letting me show you how. Now can I pray this prayer with you? Would you pray and ask Jesus? It can be done. We can win we can win our neighbors to the Lord. We can win people to the Lord. Okay, then the next one, the um, last bullet on this point, begin in our own city. Begin in our own city. Jesus told the disciples, both times Jesus gave the Great Commission, before he ascended, as the disciples had gathered, both times he told them to go to Jerusalem first. He said, begin at Jerusalem. That's where we begin. We begin in our own city, our own family, our own neighbors, and our own city. So the home church, thank God, the, the gospel light never sets on the home church because we support missionaries around the world. But... The home church will not give an account of reaching people in India until we give an account of reaching people in Lodi and Stockton. Of and Stockton, of course. So begin in our own city. I was getting, sorry college class, but Tuesday night I told the college class that uh, there's only one place. In I've only won. I've won souls in, in India more than. Any place, and the second place is Stockton. <laughs> Through my years, I've led more people to the Lord in Stockton. The only place I've led more people is in India. Stockton's a great place to go so away. <laughs> and and uh, even though we moved from Stockton, <laughs> I still feel like that we have accountability to reach Stockton. <clears throat> we didn't move there to forsake them. <laughs> we moved there because we had the opportunity to have this beautiful campus. But let's, let's don't forget about Stockton. Let's reach Stockton. Let's reach Lodi. Let's do what Jesus said, and our reach our reach our own city. This is this isn't in your notes. If you want to jot it down or just listen to it, but Matthew twenty three fifteen, Jesus said to the Pharisees, he called them hypocrites. He said, "You'll go across the sea to make a proselyte." And so, uh, if I <clears throat> Didn't If I would go to India and didn't witness to my family, I'd be the biggest hypocrite in the world. If I went to India and didn't try to win my neighbors, I'd be the biggest hypocrite in the world. If I went to India and didn't try to win my city, I'd be the biggest hypocrite in the world. So Jesus said to these Pharisees, you're a hypocrite. <laughs> you'll, go, you'll go across the sea to proselyte someone, but yet you won't care for... Someone next to you. Well, we'll play our song. Sorry, we didn't get to play one last week. I was telling Brother Jason, I choose songs for for a, a different two different reasons. Number one, I try to choose a song that goes with our lesson. And my favorite songs I would like to play, I don't choose because I only choose songs that are three minutes. You can hardly find songs that are three minutes long. And then some of you couldn't handle my favorite songs anyway. But anyway... <clears throat> Those of us who listen to K Love, this is a an old classic third day song. And it's, the, it's third day's version of Set My Soul Afire on the Hymn. Um, my favorite hymn, one of my favorite sewing hymns, and this is my one of my favorite sewings. Okay. Right. <laughs> I forgot it myself. Turn it up, Jason. It's a soul on fire. Mm. Okay, by popular requests, I conclude with these two points. Secondly, tips for witnessing to Muslims. Every time I go soul winning with somebody, the question is asked: how do you how do you witness to a Muslim? How do you win a Muslim to the Lord? So I want to share this and then how to witness to Hindus, in case I run out of time and don't say this, there's at least two reasons why we need to learn how to witness or get a burden to, probably should be the right word, uh, because you witness the Hindus and Muslims basically like you witnessed anybody. If we get a burden for somebody, then we're going to witness to them. But One of the reasons why Christians need to have compassion and boldness to witness to Muslims and Hindus. There's a billion Muslims in the world. There's a billion Hindus. That's two billion people that most Christians have never talked to. That's two billion people that the church as a whole is not reaching. Two billion people. So I say let's get a burden to witness to Let's get a burden to go tell them. Last week I talked about many of these countries that we could have gone to are closed now. Uh, but uh, so every time a Muslim country closes, God sends them to Lodi. <laughs> if you want to, you want to witness to a Muslim, go to go to Lodi. <laughs> Just go out like we've been going out every night, and you won't have any problems at all talking to a Muslim and witness to to Muslims. So, and these. This is just touching the surface, what I'm going to share it today. I mean just just a little little touch, but but this is a little bit deeper than just uh, telling about Jesus, some things that I use. So if you if you can get a blessing from this, then uh, use it. So tips for witness to Muslims, Muslims or Muslims as they would like to be called. Simply means those who follow Islam. Follow Islam. If they follow Islam, they're already following their own God, amen? They're already following a path that's not going to lead them to heaven. They're following a path that's going to lead them to hell. So first thing that in my mind, and I would advise you, is realize the Bible is our weapon, not apologetics. The Bible is our weapon. And if we can use apologetics, that's okay. But the Bible's our weapon. The Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Our weapon is the word of God. Paul said that one of the armors, one of the pieces of the armor in Ephesians chapter 6 is the word of God. It's the sword of the Spirit, it's the Bible. And uh, so the Muslim, of course, is going to quote the Quran, exalt the Quran. I was uh, witnessing to a young Muslim man. And by the way, he prayed and asked the Lord to save him. This young Muslim man I was talking to. So this can work, but he this, he knew his stuff. I mean, he was he was as good as debating and uh, as any Muslim iman I've talked to. This young man was smart. So, but one of the ways I was able to get an inroad with to him is I quoted the Quran. He said the Quran doesn't say that. And I said, yes, it does. I've read the Quran. So, <clears throat> one of the great ways I have witnessed to Muslims is to tell them I've read the Quran. And then he said, uh, he said Did you uh, put on gloves when you held the Quran? You're supposed to put on gloves when you, when you hold the Quran. And he said, Did you wear the mask or special names for that? He said, did you, did you wear the mask? You're supposed to wear a mask when you read the Quran. <clears throat> and as he's saying this, I thought, Too bad we don't have that much reference for the Word of God. Amen. Amen. <laughs> This is free. I'm not I'm not trying to be critical. But I promise you, if you went to a mosque, you wouldn't open up a phone app to look at the Quran. You would hold that holy book in your hand. So, God help us to have the same reference for the word of God, not that we have to put on gloves or have a mask or not use an app. I'm just saying that when I was with Saint young man it, it, uh, touched me. Of course, I've heard that heard that before. But anyway, <clears throat> there are some things that we can say that will at least. <laughs> and one thing about Muslims, they're like Jehovah Witnesses. They don't know as much as you think they do. And <clears throat> they're they're brainwashing the Quran, and they their services are mainly to prove why Jesus didn't die on the cross and rise from the grave. They're like Jehovah's Witnesses. They, they know enough to, to, to shield themselves. So we need to tell them. We need to talk to them and tell them about uh, Jesus. So <clears throat> anyway, our weapons are not, the Bibles are a weapon. you got those verses there. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of mouth of God. <clears throat> so when they talk about the Quran, I'll talk about the, the Bible. And I've taught those of us, those who come out for Muslim week, you know what I teach, tell them this is the Holy Scripture. This is the Holy Scripture. The Bible is the Holy Scripture. And, and rein, reinforce that. <clears throat> One of the other ways I witness them is talk about Abraham sacrificing Isaac. Uh, and <clears throat> I, this is not in your notes, but another good thing to know about Islam is their, they call it the E-I-D, it's transliterated, Eid al-Adha. And that young man I was talking to that uh, prayed and asked Jesus, I said, you just celebrated Eid, which you you take a goat, you shed the blood of that goat. And then I explained to them why Muslims do that. Because in the Bible, God said, bring a lamb, shed the blood of the lamb. And Abraham went to sacrifice Isaac. He didn't go to sacrifice Ishmael, which is uh, the Muslim's connection, yes. Their 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 seed, the prophetic seed, he went to sacrifice Isaac. And God and Abraham told Isaac, God will provide a lamb. So I use that story. Again, time would not permit to go into all the details there, but you got the notes and and you can study these study these yourself. And <clears throat> next bullet Isaac, not Ishmael's is the promised seed. Galatians 4 24. I have up there. Time would not permit to talk about all that. But in Galatians chapter 4, a great study on witnessing to Islam, even though Galatians 4 was almost a thousand years before there ever was Muhammad. But Galatians 4 covers that, that Ishmael's seed. Was not the promised seed ishmael's seed represents works isaac represents faith ishmael's seed will persecute christians how how we've seen that come to pass in our own in our own life paul predicted that but it would be ishmael's seed who would persecute those of us who accept god's grace and then lastly i tell the muslims that god sent the savior not a prophet and i don't criticize muhammad and one of the things that got written in my notes here, uh, we're to try to win their soul, not win the debate. <laughs> uh, and We're not trying to win a debate with Muslims. We're trying to win their souls. Uh, that's, not our, that's not our goal. So we just witness to them. We share it. And I've, I've shared this little tip with you. One of the ways I listen, witness to Muslims before they can even start talking to me, I say, I know you're Muslim, I know you have I know you have different beliefs. I, I know what you believe. I said, but as a Christian, here's what we believe. And then I say, we believe Jesus was God who died on the cross. He gave his blood to wash our sins away. If we accept Jesus as God and Savior, He'll forgive us. I've told them the gospel before they even get a chance to to debate. So and then lastly, wish we should have had more time for this, but tips for witness to Hindus. By the way, these Tips will work for all polytheistic and pantheistic religions. And Hinduism is a polytheistic and pantheism religion. They have so many gods. They believe everything's a god. The cows are god. <clears throat> so the first thing, these are this is like the steps that I go through when I go into a village and preach to Hindus. This would be the, the steps that I would go through. First book, declare that there's only one true god. Isaiah points that out very clearly. God speaking, there's only one true God. It's not two gods, three gods. Uh, Hinduism has three hundred million idols, three hundred million things that they would call a god. And they have three main gods, Brahma, Shiva, and Vishnu. But there's only one God. First Timothy one two five. There's one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. Next book, proclaim the deity of Christ. Uh, John one one, in the beginning was the word, words was with was with God. The word was God. I point out that there's a God, there's one God. Jesus was that God. John first John five seven, the Trinitarian formula. Uh, there's three that bear record in heaven. Uh, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit, and these three are one, which uh, most Bibles don't even have that in there. I was in the Barnes & Noble Bookstore the other day, just to look through there make sure, confirming what I, was, what I was studying. I've studied all this before. But first place I looked was the Catholic Bible. The Catholic Bible doesn't have 1 John 5, 7. NIV doesn't have five, 1 John 5, 7. And we just keep on going down down the road. I <clears throat> wonder why somebody doesn't like 1 John 5, 7. Because <laughs> that's the verse where we can prove that there's a trinity. Jesus, the Father, and the Holy Spirit are one. Anyway, Hindus need to hear that because they have their three main gods. But we're not talking about three gods. We're talking about one God. So I, I share that. And then lastly, I preach the love of God. After I share those uh, biblical truths, I say there's one God. And then God loves everybody. God loves Hindus. God loves Muslims. God is love. But God so loved the world that he gave his son to die for us. And then I share the share the gospel, preach the gospel. Jesus died, was buried and rose from the grave. So Anyway, like I said this is just touching the surface. Time would not permit to really teach you all in the past. Those are those old timers. You know, I've taught all about these these things before. So these are just some tips to help us and let's. Pray like the song we just heard, set our soul afire. fire. If that happens, everything else will take care of itself. We'll just exalt Jesus and, and, and people will... We
1: hope you enjoyed listening to the preaching and teaching from God's Word today. You can get more information about our church and about starting a relationship with Jesus Christ at www.thehomechurch.net. From all of
0: us here at the Home Church in Lodi, California, thank you for joining us.